Welcome to the Procure Strategy Podcast. Here, we talk about practical strategies and tips that lead to creating stronger supply chains and driving results. Here is your host, Louis Bastone. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Louis Bastone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Procure Strategy Podcast, where we will be talking about the P3 model. So the P3 model is really the end goal of the procurement process light. So I went through the last five episodes giving a very... Um, detail-oriented breakdown of every aspect of procurement process light, which is SOW, you know, scope of work and specifications, RFX, whether that be your RFP, your RFQ, um, you know, and any any RFX uh, negotiation, contracting, and supplier relationship management. So that is the most simple form of kind of a a straight line of the procurement process. Now, of course, as we all know, there's a lot of things going on in between those five categories, those five things. There's a lot of things that us as procurement professionals are doing beginning, you know, before those processes and in between those processes. So, the P3 model captures that. The P3 model, I, I I created the P3 model based on almost everything that I've read and everything that I've come to understand. So procurement process like came first. Then my thought was, well, I have to expand on this because there is a lot more to procurement than just the five aspects of procurement process light. So this is where my P3 model comes in. So I'm just going to take this episode to explain what the P3 model is and explain that a lot of what we talk about, if they don't fit into the larger categories of SOW, RFX, negotiation, contracting, and SRM, they will fit into one of the things that's happening while we're going through that straight line. So the first thing to talk about is what do we do before we get an SOW, before we get a scope of work or specifications? Well, if we have any idea that we're ever going to be purchasing whatever it is that we get an SOW that pertains to a category is we want to work on a category strategy. That's really step one. And in order to create a category strategy, we have to understand a few things. We have to understand where we are where the category is externally and where we are internally. So when it comes to a category strategy, it's just as important to understand where we as an organization in terms of what sort of buying power are we going to have relative to the market when it comes to this category. It's very important to understand that because that will change the way that we go about strategizing on how to purchase this good or service. So the first thing to do is creating a category strategy. 
Now, the second thing is the only thing that actually falls into two different parts of procurement process light, which this thing falls into the SOW and the RFX phase. Now, that is designed for total cost of ownership, which I have talked about in a previous episode of its own, where I did highlight that the four legs of designed for total cost of ownership is reuse, standardization, supplier innovation, and simplification. So with that being said, we're going to look for design for total cost of ownership right when we get the SOW. We're actually going to work on the implementation of that well throughout the RFX phase and all the way to the end of that phase. Then in between SOW and RFX, we're looking at strategic sourcing. What do we use to figure out what our sourcing strategy is going to be? Now, there's certain things that we're going to talk about in future episodes, like the purchasing chessboard and the Krogic matrix. These are all tools that you can use when it comes to strategic sourcing and what way you should go about that based on your suppliers' positions and our positions within the market. Then you have negotiation planning, which is in between the RFX and the negotiation phase. Now, I've said many times that in terms of negotiation, 80% of it to me is negotiation planning. So that is a huge one that really should be a topic on its own. So then in between contracting and supply relationship management, we have governance. Now, this is where we focus on actually making sure that the governance that we spoke about goes into play. So at this point, we have the contract um, already signed, and we're going into supplier relationship management. This means that we have to do the administrative stuff that it requires uh, for this governance to get off the ground. So we have to schedule the meetings. We have to have uh, quarterly business review agendas and um you know, any other sort of whether we're doing a monthly business review, a quarterly business review, um, you know, um, an annual business review. It really depends on what the governance is going to be for this relationship. But we have to come up with a solid agenda that makes sense to the supplier that we both agree with. And we have to make sure that that governance is actually in place and that it's going to happen the way that it should happen. Then. While we're dealing with supplier relationship management, we're always going to be dealing with supplier development. That is going to be an ongoing process that really never stops because that is where the relationship aspect comes in. We always want to be making sure that our suppliers are getting better and they're developing their competencies and they're strong because As I mentioned, it's not the battle of the businesses, it's the battle of the supply chains. And we want the absolute best suppliers at all times, which means that we have to be working on helping them get developed and get better as well. So just to give a rundown of this of this model is really the SOW phase. We're going to be working on category strategy before we even get a scope of work. If we can't do that, then we're going to have to do it essentially at the same time as we're working on the the specifications and scope of work then then we're going to be working on design for total cost of ownership right when we get 
uh, scope of work or specifications, we'll start working on that right away. And that's really going to flow over until the end of the RFX phase. Then strategic sourcing will be happening in between. Essentially, we have our SOW, everybody's comfortable with it, and we have to go out to an RFX exercise to have suppliers give us proposals on this. So with that being said, we want to work on a strategic sourcing strategy and figure out how we actually go about that process and really what the best way is. Then in between the RFX and negotiation phase, we have all the negotiation planning. This is the pre-qualifying questions to suppliers. This is all the investigative negotiation with the suppliers. This is understanding all of the information that we need to understand before we actually go into the negotiation room with them. Then in between negotiation and contracting, we have performance-based contracting. This is making sure that everything that we've agreed to at this point is in the contract, that it's as clear as day, that all the remedies, if issues do come up in that contract, it's making sure that the process is going to be streamlined, even if something were to go wrong, and that all those bases are covered so we don't have to fight fires later. Then in between contracting and supplier relationship management, we have governance. It's setting up the governance structure, um, which is really going to help dictate what the relationship is going to be like uh, once uh, the supplier starts working with us. And then supplier development is something that we will continuously always be working on with our suppliers. So I just wanted to give a bit of a rundown today on the P3 model. We're going to be touching on this model a lot. A lot of the strategies that we talk about are going to fall somewhere within this P3 model. I will also post uh, this P3 model so you can uh, download it and look at it for yourselves and you can you know, utilize it and understand, hey, where are you within this process right now? And what should you really be doing? What makes the most sense from a strategy standpoint? So thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, and I'll talk to you soon.